0: Hello and welcome to Of The People. My name is Robert Chernin, thank you so much for joining us again. We need to talk about parental rights. If there's ground zero in the culture war, it's parental rights. Control a child's education, control what they can do or can't do, you control the next generation. And that's really what's going on here. It's ground zero. First and foremost, when you hear the term public education or public schools, it's not public, it's government controlled education and government run schools that dictate curriculum. Everyone knows that to be true. But let's look at the things that parents have no rights on. A parent has no right if a child wants to transition or transgender or whatever the term is in school. Yet if they go to the hospital and they need an operation and they're a minor, we are not only legally responsible for their medical bills, a hospital will not operate without parental permission. We're not supposed to know what's going on in their curriculum. There are schools now that are out there that if a parent wants to know, they have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Sounds far-fetched, but that's accurate. If, you know, years ago, if a child was supposed to be given aspirin in school, they had to get parental permission. These days, doesn't happen. So the real question is, what are Parental rights? What rights do we as a parent have? And let's be clear if you're a minor, we're the major. They're the minors. We're responsible. They're not supposed to drink if they're underage. They certainly can't enlist in the military. They can't even, you know, those student loans that they therefore are not responsible for paying back. If they're under age of majority, we sign for that as well. So, all of these things as parents, we're responsible for, yet we have no rights and we have no ability to have input into their curriculum, into whether they're going to be transgendered or they're going to become some other gender or identify as some other gender. We don't have rights to understand their curriculum. This is ground zero. I'll say it again. This is ground zero in the culture war. It's all about parental rights. The real problem that's going on here is that the other side, whatever you want to label the other side as, has control and they don't want to give it back. And again, as we've talked about, the teachers' unions, the NEA, National Education Association, and my favorite, Randy Weingarten from the American Federation of Teachers, they're not about the children. It's not even, frankly, about teachers. It's about politics. It's about big money, big education, and protecting their right and their power. So. Moms for Liberty and all these other parental groups that have sprung up are really a necessary fight that we have at ground zero for what's really going to determine the course of the country. It's all about parental rights. We can talk about censorship. We can talk about the media. We can talk about all sorts of other things. But the rubber hits the road, as the expression goes, in parental rights and the control or the Influence or the ability to direct that we as parents have, controlling, directing, having say in, pick the words you want. I'm sure people will pick apart what I'm saying. I don't care. But parental rights are children's rights and children's rights will determine the country we're going to live in. This is ground zero of the culture word. Don't let anybody tell you differently. We'll talk about this more in the upcoming show but parental rights, that's what this comes down to. Stay tuned. We'll come right back with The main show Hello, and welcome back to Of The People. I'm Robert Chernin with...
1: Erica Reddick.
0: My lovely co-host. Erica, parental rights. Was, it was the opening monologue. It's still, you know, the more I think about it, I mean, Glenn mm-hmm. Youngkin, the governor of, of Virginia, I think has it right. I mean, one of the paths back from the wilderness is most parents care about their kids. They care about the, they want their kids to start off better than they do. Um, mm-hmm. But it, but parents have to have a say in their in their children's upbringing. Other than that, they're just the blue collar means of production, right? So all this stuff yeah. we, we were talking about makes me crazy. It, it's encapsulated by. This whole you know the book gender queer. Oh
1: g- uh, And is it what's, her, what's the yes. other
0: op- Maya? Is it Kobabi or Kobe? I mean K-O-B-A-B-E. Folks, I butcher names all day long. Yeah. Did you hear did, did you hear? So Senator Kennedy, not the late dead Senator Kennedy from Massachusetts, yeah. Senator Kennedy from Louisiana, as part of the Senate Judiciary, read into the record, right? um a the text from the book Gender Queer, which is in you know all the you know the public libraries and in school libraries you know um and whether or not it's appropriate for children um have mm. you read did you hear that did you read that did you
1: i did i read i read the article and i i and I said to myself, "Well, then it must be uh, all of our librarians are stupid uh, because there's there's actually like schooling to be a librarian." And so, what you're trying to say is that they're all dumb and confused an adult uh, graphic novel Erica, with a not children's dumb. book,
0: Erica. You keep saying they're dumb, and you've said this in many, many of our shows. They're not dumb. This is the, no. Intent. This
1: is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you want me to suspend reality, right? That's a term we use when when Benjamin and I when we go to the movies, right? Like when you go to a Marvel movie, in order to like stay in the movie and like whatever, it, or like a Fast and Furious, you have to suspend reality because you know gravity exists and so they're asking us to believe that this is oh it's just a simple mistake oh it's just a simple mistake this isn't a kid's book it's not meant to be in kids libraries
0: what that's a,
1: what so, so, i did so, not fall off a turnip truck yesterday
0: really was it the day I, before yesterday
1: it was it was three days ago
0: three days ago okay did you bump your head
1: <laughs> i did
0: Okay. okay. Um, by the way, can't be telling the truth because it's not turnup season. I just want you to know. Okay. So Either that or the truck was coming from California, which explains why you fell off it. But look, folks, all, all the uproar. I mean, for, for those of you who aren't familiar with what we're talking about. So there's two issues. Yeah. Here. The first is the the book by Maya Kobabe called Gender Queer, right? Which is really... Um, so age inappropriate. And and that's really what we're mm. talking about. I and mean, keep in mind, we're doing this through the prism of parental rights. But the second yeah. issue is if you, you know, just to, oh, it's a book, you shouldn't ban books. I, I get that. There's a place for every book. The question is, is a book like this, which is routinely pushed in public schools, public libraries, public libraries are one thing, you know, you, you put it, you know, what would be, I mean, you go to see a movie there are ratings right there's a g or pg there's an R. um, there's an x rating not that i've ever been to any c17 right yep so so i'm not talking about banning books i'm talking about you but books should be age appropriate for what they're available correct but but hang on a second so so we're going to go a little off the reservation here oh folks so we're going to play you some of the um recording that senator kennedy united states senator john oh. kennedy of louisiana read into the record oh. from gender queer now folks i full disclosure oh. this is very graphic content if there are any children listening i i would tell you to sort of change the station for about five minutes because it is age inappropriate oh my for, gosh for, for someone who is certainly not of age in my, yep. in my had opinion. your
1: kids had your wife right so um so, in, so in all the... sincerity hold on Robert yeah, I yeah just yeah. I when when I saw this clip of Senator Kennedy reading it I didn't actually know what I was listening to I just like came on you know, YouTube or something as I was doing the dishes or whatever. And all of a sudden I hear Senator Kennedy's voice saying these sexually explicit things. And right. I was like, is he reading like a porno or like a, or like right. one of those, um, you know, those books that the ladies read, you know, those like soft core porn books or whatever. I was
0: shocked. I got it but i i want to i want to segue for the for the parents who are listening so okay. i want to get to this first and i want to come back to this right so okay go right now we're going to play this video and audio component it is not appropriate for someone under 18. We're, so full disclosure uh tune back in in five minutes or you can go to the podcast just, you know mm-hmm. you know when, when you are, are older. but but young children inappropriate for age Here we go. Senator Kennedy, Senate Judiciary Committee, reading from Michael Bobby's book, Gender Gender Queer, queer. here's what here's what all the uproar is about.
2: I I confess I'm a little confused and I appreciate the argument that that we've our discussion that we've been having. But for me, it's a little too conceptual or. I don't know, metaphysical or theological or whatever you want to call it. I want to try to understand what you're asking us to do. Let's take two books that have been much discussed. Um, The first one is called All Boys Aren't Blue, and I will quote from it. I put some lube on and got him on his knees. And I began to slide into him from behind. I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated. He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself.
0: I'm sorry, I have to interrupt and stop real quick the, the video. So, folks, you're getting a sense of what we're what we're talking about. I don't advocate for banning books, and I certainly don't advocate for burning books, but the graphic nature of this kind of content at the very least needs, let's call it an NC-17 rating, Cor- right? Yeah. If not if not an X, an X rating. So where are we with that? It's so age inappropriate, the fact that it's available. And, and again, they're saying, oh, well, we didn't mean to put it there. And by the way, folks, this is a comic book. Let's go back to listening.
1: A graphic novel. Graphic novel.
2: This was my and I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. He got on top and slowly inserted himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain, close quote. All
1: boys aren't blue. Okay. As you're listening to this folks, remember that the parents who were at school board meetings um you know complaining that this book is in their elementary school and available to their elementary school children are being called uh you know Nazis and being be- Terrorist. terrorists and being reported to the DOJ as being a threat to democracy okay so if you oppose children listening to this you are a terrorist threat to democracy okay let's keep listening i can't wait
2: to put it on you it will fit my favorite dildo perfectly you're going to look so hot i can't wait to have your in my mouth i'm going to give you the of your life, then I want you inside of me.
0: So folks, again, just to put that into context, this was Senator Kennedy, John Kennedy from Louisiana, as part of the Senate Judiciary Committee reading directly from Gender Queer. So Erica, here's the thing. So obviously this video has gone pretty viral. So you know we wanted to put it out there especially to make sure that the people who didn't happen to Maybe are not on social media, didn't see it. Yeah, hear hear this, right? Yep. It's a real issue, but obviously afterwards the author gets interviewed about all the uproar on this on this hearing. And here's what her mya again, if I mispronounce it, mispronounced it, I apologize. So, but Michael Bobby basically said the following: It's being called a children's book. Senator Kennedy implied it was a children's book, but I think that's coming from a misreading of the comic book form. Genderqueer is a comic and in full color, but that doesn't mean it's for children. And, and <laughs> so, so look, I grant you that there are adults that read comic books, but at the end of the day, the majority of comic book readers, I think it's safe to say, are children. So if you put out a comic book, it's so disingenuous and it, and it is so ideologically driven to me that when you put out a comic book who the hell do you think's going to read it children are well, going to read it right and and the the fact that she's
1: calling it a assuming she uh identifies as a woman the fact no, no, that she she's doesn't. calling The fact that she's calling it a comic book just goes to prove that it actually is meant for children. Because anybody who is like me, who enjoys graphic novels, okay? If you read Marvel, if you read anime, if you read, um, oh, who is that? uh, uh, There's one we just invested in. uh, Oh, Benjamin, who is... um, yeah, I ISOM. ISOM is a new one. You guys should check out uh, ISOM. Those are called graphic novels. The adults who read picture books know that they are called graphic novels, not comic books. And so even the fact that she calls it by the wrong name tells me that she's probably full of it.
0: Well, first of all, she goes by... She doesn't go by you know well let me put this there. she goes by where am i she goes by e m what is this is that her p- she, she, pronouns she goes by her pronouns are e e m and e i r okay i realize that there's a whole generation excuse me there's a whole generational difference between you and i can you explain this to me what is e i mean e m by the way you know what i think e m is <laughs> <laughs> what, when I when I used to play Scrabble, E M and E N were these little words you use. They were printers' measures, right? Right. So N and M, which you know they they were great filler words if you you know if you needed it in Scrabbles. But can you explain to me what so E E M and E I R, which is ear? I mean, is it like uh, no. She, no? So she identifies as an ear. Is that what you
1: Is that there? Is that supposed to be there? So she's no. taking like the T H. No. And no, the H off e, the front. It's, it's, hey, look I, 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 right here. E- no, e- no, the pronoun E-R. nonsense. No one should respect anyone's pronouns. Period. If if you don't, if you are not called by something normal, and you don't want to be called the pronoun that you obviously look like, too, too, too bad. Okay, yeah, if you fine. clearly hang look on, like on, a woman hang on, hang on, hang on, and you don't want on. people to use female pronouns, then do something different. Otherwise, suck it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Erica, breathe. Take a breath. Uh, Take a breath. Can you breathe? No one's pronouns.
1: Nobody's. Okay.
0: Okay. So here's what she goes on to say. I originally wrote it for my parents and then for older teens who were already asking these questions about themselves. I don't recommend this book for kids. So, okay, if you don't recommend this book for kids... Then why is it in the elementary school libraries and why, more importantly, doesn't it have sort of an R or NC-17 kind of a rating? Your publisher,
1: your publisher should know that and not be selling them to elementary schools
0: then. No, well, the publisher cares about profit. That's all the publisher cares about is profit. So, so folks, look, we appreciate uh, pushing the boundaries a little bit. You can tune back in. Now that's fine because this whole issue of parental rights, and as we talked about in the beginning of the segment, I think that's part of the formula that whether it's Moms for Liberty or, or the other parental rights organizations. So as a parent, where what are your rights? Right, your rights are because mm-hmm. someone—I'm trying to remember—someone just came out and said the government knows what's best for your children. It was one of the leading politicians. <laughs> it, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Who it was that just said that, but it was somebody on, I think, on the judiciary, but I'll have to look that up. But then you go to state officials. So you go to my old home, state of New Jersey, and you know, the governor's office, the state of New Jersey is suing three school districts in New Jersey because the governor in New Jersey, who's Chris who's uh, Murphy, came out with um, so where is he? So
2: good old so Charlie it's, so it's
0: so it's Manalapan and Englishtown, Marlboro and Middletown. So they adopt policies which was against the state guidance. So they're sued, but, you know, and the state guidance is basically that um, schools do not have to notify parents if a student wants to change their identity. Right. So, again, as a parent, what are your parental rights? I mean, we, can, we don't even have to get into the educational aspect of this, but as a parent, if my child at the age of. Fifteen causes harm, and I, by harm, I mean let's say that you know they drive the car; they're not allowed to drive. They drive the car, and they injure another person. As the as the adult or as the their parent, I am legally responsible for their actions until they turn age of majority, right? So, oh. if I'm legally responsible for them financially, I'm legally responsible for them morally. What What is it that so I'm I'm supposed to say here, teach my kid and I'm you're not going to tell me if my child starts to identify as a different gender or worse, you as the school or the guidance counselor is encouraging it, which there are now beyond anecdotal. How many yep. examples and instances have you read that this that this goes on? Because unfortunately, folks hate to say this, but the enemy is so far inside the gate of education that they're not even trying to hide what they're doing. They're just trying to hold on to power now that the parents are starting to rebel against the total control that the school systems and the state are trying to um, effect over your rights. Erica, I don't want to go on a, on a a rampage like you just did, but I'm close.
1: I just wonder, Robert, like, Okay, now your kids are grown, okay? Now you're, their age, you have, their
0: uh, age of majority, whether or not they're right? grown remains to be seen. <laughs> but their but but age of majority.
1: Can you imagine if the school had tried to do this back when your kids were in elementary school? Like, what do you think would have happened? Were you, you were living in Vermont when your kids were younger, is that right? Like, what right. had what Wait, are you talking about ha- when, when my kids were
0: younger or when I was in school? When your kids were younger, okay. Because like- when I was in school, the corporal punishment was still allowed, just so we're clear. Teachers, teachers, <laughs> we so we had a, a teacher, Mrs. Jeffries, <laughs> who and you know, she was this you know, advanced, age, um, what, what can I call it? She she was old, right? And she <laughs> and, and she she used to take a yardstick and she and and you know. She used to hit kids with the yardstick, you know, on their hands, sometimes on their, on their, on their truches, right on their, on their backside. And, you know, but she would, and then she'd slam it down on the desk when she was angry. So one day, she, and it kept breaking off pieces and it broke off in so many pieces that it was this little thing now. So one day, me and a couple other people, we brought in this cap. She goes, What's that for? Well, well, Mrs. Jeffries, we want to turn your yardstick now into an inch stick, a proper inch stick. Cause so we capped the other end for you. <laughs> used to be, um, got detention for that one too but that's okay but when i grew up corporal punishment was allowed in school when my kids were growing up you gotta remember we grew up in a small town where my kids did you know sort of yeah. mountain town um you know there were look in all fairness my children's elementary school k-6 to had 60 kids the whole school so everybody knew everything about everyone it was a very small community it's probably not well, a fair and- question
1: and, but that's what I, I'm just thinking about. You know, I can't fathom this having worked when I was younger and in elementary school, middle school. I can't imagine this having worked when my parents were in school. Um, you know, and I just wonder.
0: What do you mean worked? It, wait, wait. What do you mean worked?
1: As in, the, my parents were, would never ever have allowed our teacher to have a book about sex available to us in the library that we're being encouraged to read. Our guidance counselor never could have said, Oh, well let's keep a secret from your parents. Um, you know, like the stuff that I'm hearing, I can't fathom having, been a thing before the last like few years. And so I just, would. what did you ever deal with anything like this when your kids were in school? Was there ever anything this salacious or, or gross or, or, or parent disaffirming that the school was doing when your kids were in school?
0: Um, There's so much I need to respond to that. We are getting the high sign. Okay. So folks, we're going to suspend that and suspend an animation. I'm going to answer that, Erica, when we get back on the other side of the break. And folks, you are listening to Of the People with Robert Chernin and Erica Reddick, and you can find us on Twitter at RB Chernin. You can find Erica at, at Erica, help me.
1: Erica Reddick.
0: Erica Reddick, right? On Twitter, you can find us on on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. You can download the podcast anywhere. So, and like us, give us five stars or tell us why you won't. Uh, But folks, we're gonna go to break, make a little money. We're gonna be right back.
1: Hey everybody, Erica Reddick, also known as Generally Irritable special shout out and thanks to our of the people radio and podcast listeners and to our rumble viewers we sort of had to give up on youtube a little bit because uh they don't like the things that we say so you guys make sure you go check us out on rumble and also while you're there go ahead click subscribe follow generally irritable you hear robert and i talk about it a lot and you might ask yourself, what's the difference? Well, at Generally Irritable, we're not just covering news and politics, but we're talking about how news and politics intersects with culture. We get to go to live events like the How Many More Rally at the Austin Capitol, America Fest hosted by Turning Point USA. Talk to and interview some of your favorite pundits, politicians, and podcasters to see what they think about where we are at in the American experiment today. Why do we do it? Because we believe that an engaged and informed electorate is the best way to save the American Republic. You'll even find cameos from our producer, uh, Lord Benjamin, AKA Lord Violence, AKA a darker perspective. That's where you can find him on Twitter. You can find me on all of the socials under Generally Irritable, literally all of them. Twitter, you're gonna find me as Erica Redick, E-R-I-C-K-A-R-E-D-I-C. And most importantly, engage, because we need you to overcome the evil big tech overlords. You gotta share, you gotta comment, you got to like, you got to hit that rumble button.
0: Hello, and welcome back to Of the People. I'm Robert Chernin with my lovely co-host. Erica Reddick. And we're back. Erica, where we went to break was you were asking me if it happened, if this kind of, of literature or books were available. Yeah. Or, right? So so free frame the question for me again, because, you know, so, between, between break, you know, I'm old. I'm a little dabados, so I forget things.
1: <laughs> no, I guess, well, and I was trying to wrap my brain even around my question because, <laughs> you know, I,
0: it, it's so, <laughs> like, if I mean, if just- If you're wrapping your brain around uh, it, how uh, you expect me
1: to? I know. So when we're, you know, we got this book, Gender Queer, which is clearly sexually explicit material they're giving to children. You have guidance counselors in schools hiding gender transitions from parents. Was there anything like this that happened in your generation or when your kids were in school that was so dis I don't know what right word to use disaffirming, or was there anything where the school was trying to take your parental rights away, um, where they were telling you they knew better than you about your children.
0: No, I will tell you again, remember, you know, my kids went to a small, uh, small town school, but it was very much a partnership where the parents mm. and the teachers were sort of in, in, in concert and certainly in, in communication, there were misunderstandings. There were issues. There was, you know, there were kid issues you know, kids are, kids are going to be kids, but by and large, I will tell you that that, that is not something that I grew up with, but I want to reframe this for a second. Okay. I don't want the people just to talk about the books. This really mm. is a broader issue of parental rights. So let's let's go back mm. to this New Jersey scenario. Yeah. Right, New Jersey passes um, uh, an executive order that basically said that schools not only don't they have to tell parents, are forbidden from telling parents when their kids want to, you know, do a, a, a gender. What do they call it? Gender transition. Transition. Thank you. That's it. It's like Obama. We're transitioning. Um, You know, for New America. Thank you, President Obama. (laughs) Um, And three school districts, conservative school districts, rebel, pass different, you know, states, um, local statutes, and they sue them. So, Sussex County Republican Party, by the way, and I got to get the guy's name right because he deserves a shout out. So, the Sussex, the chairman of the Sussex County Party is Joe, and here we go with names again, Lobo la Barbera, la barbara puts out this cartoon now i don't know if you can put it up on the screen but this is in the old mm. sort of tammany hall and folks i don't know if you can see this but we're going to put it up on the screen real quick so if you see the cartoon here it is right Yep. and it's no family is safe from phil murphy's sex ed mandate and it shows the parents pulling it shows the the governor carrying the kid away from the parents the parents pulling the kids back back and then the other part is they're ready to give them an injection, i.e. a vaccine from the school and they're ready to you know, you know transition them. Yep. It is it's look, it's satirical, but it, it encapsulates what the argument is here. What are yeah. parental rights? What are parental what rights do you have, ladies and gentlemen, as a, a parent, as a mother or a father, to know what your children are doing. We've already established you're legally responsible for any damages they do to another people That's or right. the property, but you're not entitled to know what's being taught in schools. Right? You're not yep. entitled to know if they're transitioning. You're not in, yep. I mean so the issue here really is parent is parental rights and the and I want to turn this over to you in a second, but here's what the here's what the guy ends up saying, you know, which is the state, I'm sorry, the county chair in Sussex County, New Jersey, ends up saying you parents do not have a right if you take out transgender issue replace it with any other issue parents don't have a right to to be informed about their children anymore and that's you know we were talking a break about slippery slope because if they can do it on this then what rights do parents have to know anything about what's being taught in school
1: well and that's that's you can't it, it, you know it used to be that you couldn't even give your kid an advil without getting a parent's permission. And so where is the funding coming from in these transitions what happens if the school decides their dollars of course and so what if this kid is now on hormone treatments or hormone therapy that's cancer causing if they go to the doctor for some other issue and the parents don't know that they're doing hormone stuff or puberty blockers how does that affect other organs and other things they're not even age of majority to, to be able to smoke cigarettes, buy a gun or do anything.
0: Repay their student loan.
1: So who's going to be there in there? No, but that's it. So who's going to be there in five or 10 years when that person is now an adult and suffering all the medical consequences of the decisions being made, who's going to be responsible then?
0: Erica, how can you ask such a simple question? That's so simple. Do you know who's going to take care of those children? The taxpayers. St- the s- taxpayers in the state and the village, because it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. They're remember? not
1: going to be there. That's the whole but thing I, is they're not going to be there to help these people when it all goes bad. And that's the reality. They don't
0: care, Erica. They don't mm. care. By the way, Here was the other side of the argument. So, the people, Mm -hmm. so for the educators and the bureaucrats who support Governor Phil Murphy's um, uh, executive order that forbids schools from communicating with parents about transgendering, they said the following outing these students against their will poses serious mental health risks. And to go back to an earlier show we did last week, you know, you talk about guns. Everyone talks about gun safety and gun violence. No one ever talks about mental health. But here we're concerned about mental health of transgender kids. Which, I'm sorry, if you want to transgender, I think you have a mental health issue to begin with. Well, I'm sorry. Also, you heard it here also, first. So also, wait, wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. So this threatens physical harm to students, including risking increased suicide, decreases the likelihood students will seek support, and shirks the district's obligation to create a safe and supportive learning environment for all. So the district, so the state, right, is concerned about a safe environment, right, in the school, but they don't give parents any rights at home to do anything because at home, because what they're saying is, They're safer. So let me see if I got this straight. So what the state is really saying is that children are safer in school being taught by government bureaucrats. And let's remember, folks, it's not public schools. It's government run schools. So children are safer there than in a loving home. Erica, what am I missing?
1: I think they are so dumb. I uh, There's is, that word again. They're not oh dumb. Oh my god. Well, They're here's the thing, Robert. What you know what's here's what's so stupid about that argument is if you identify as a trans person or what whatever, they already have a this is a group of people whose suicidality rate or or attempted suicide rate is over 40%. So what the school is saying is that students who already apparently have a, almost a 50% suicidality rate, we're not going to tell the parents that they have a, a, disorder, mental health
0: health issue, a
1: mental health issue that puts them in a group of people that has a 50% suicidality rate. We're just going to keep the parents blind and unknowing that their child is, is in this group. How safe is that kid running around? If 50% of the time, even when you're affirmed and transitioned, oh my God, then how how do they protect then they can't protect oh my god i can't my brain is hurting
0: <laughs> well my ears are hurting like but that's you're okay. in danger i know i'm getting
1: shrill like you're you in danger getting... you're, you're Erica, encouraging Erica. them into Erica. a group <laughs> that is has a 50 percent suicidality I'm... rate
0: all right i'm not laughing with you i'm laughing at you no i'm just kidding I, um, oh, I... th- th- look as much as you and I have, 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 I would say, have fun on a very difficult issue, it, You, your point is really well taken. This is, this is a segment of society whose suicide rate is so far above the norm that to deny them the parental support that they might need. And look, f- folks, you know, if your kid's transitioning and you're supporting of it, then that's a family decision. You know, my opinion is a little different than that. But but. It begins in the home, it ends in the home, in in my opinion, as long as you're not breaking any laws like, you know, thou shalt not murder kind of thing, right? Right. But at the end of the day, this comes down to the government saying, and again, these are government-run schools. Repeat after (gasps) me, government-run schools. This is the government telling you, the parents, that your child is safer with them than they are with you.
2: Well, you, I find
0: that is that is such an egregious position and no one is calling them out on that. Well,
1: and Robert, you there used to be a, a law, a rule, okay, that if you are an educator, you are a mandatory reporter. So if a child says that they're going to hurt themselves or others, they are duty bound to to tell the parents and to tell law enforcement, teachers, guidance counselors, administrators are mandatory reporters. Are we now taking that out of their charge? The, so, so if, so if that's my a, that's kid a, actually, says I'm trans and that means I'm more likely to commit suicide, then you're then you are legally supposed to tell the parent.
0: Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I I am not a lawyer, and I don't know if that legal oh. obligation. First of all, I don't know if it was a legal obligation, and I don't know if it still is a legal obligation. But you raise a valid point. Certainly, when I was growing up, that the the teachers were obligated to inform the parents if if a child under their care, custody, and control, i.e., in their classroom, was threatening to hurt themselves, threatening to hurt others, right? I mean that that kind of thing. Uh, but you know, but again, I think. Let's go back to basics. I think Governor Yunkin got elected in Virginia by promoting a sane return or return to sanity mm. of parental rights because I'm sorry, it doesn't take a village, and Lord Benjamin, it doesn't even take two villages. Although I saw the note uh, to raise a <laughs> transgender kid, that was that was okay. That was good. Um, it takes it takes a family. To raise a child. And it's that simple. And yeah. and more importantly, parents have a right to be involved in their kids' education. You know, I, I want to segue because you know, people think this this comes down to banning books. I mean, in Texas, they just fired a teacher because she read a diary of Anne Frank to their to their children. So a teacher, let me see if I got what? this right. I hang on. This is Texas teacher fired after assigning an illustrated Anne Frank book. That, which the original novel. So this was the this was the unabridged version. A Texas middle school teacher has been fired after signing blah blah. blah. It doesn't give names here, but this is a re- this is recent as 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 recently as last week. So, but here's the thing: this is how upside down we are, and how Humpty Dumpty you know has fallen off the wall into pieces here. On the one hand, they're banning a book written by a Holocaust uh, uh, victim who is a piece of history an acknowledged piece of history and they're not only they're banning the book but they're firing the teacher oh. yet the teachers that are transgendering your children or and promoting that right are not fired the teachers that are reading or making them read wow. all sorts of different books that that are ideologically driven like gender queer are not reprimanded and are not fired i mean how upside down, I mean, this is like out of Alice in Wonderland to me, it's like up to down staircase, right? I, I'm yep. waiting for the rabbit to pop out of the hole with the big watch, you know, and saying he's late, you know, and and, and it's just, um, you know, I'm late, I'm late for, remember? So yes, uh, uh, by the way, is Alice in Wonderland allowed to be read now in public schools? Cause if you're banning, Probably not. Frank, so if you're banning Anne Frank, I'm going like, I don't just, so that's the whole thing. So it's just really, Um, you know,
1: well, and isn't it interesting, you know, we just got to know you y'all from our producer, uh, Lord Benjamin stop saying, uh, the S word, basically the ending of your own life for those of you who are listening, uh, on the radio, this doesn't affect you, but for those who listen on the podcast on social media, that word is actually, actually triggers the algorithm to then decrease your reach. So just by having this conversation, the algorithms in social media and in podcasts will downgrade our video and suppress it, so people can't hear this conversation. And so, so uh, when so, we'll so have when we bleep, have, we'll to, have,
0: to, have, to, we'll have to, we'll have to bleep out the word
1: exactly and so just imagine y- y'all that they are they are so committed to us not having these conversations in public that they literally will downgrade us for using
0: english words It's called censorship erica it's called mm-hmm. censorship so let's take this to a. in closing out this segment i want to take this to a more positive note all right. Well, somewhat, I like it. Somewhat, somewhat more positive. note. OK. All so right. there are warriors mm. fighting back. You've heard us talk about before Ryan Walters. And if you haven't looked mm. them up, Ryan Walters is the superintendent of schools in Oklahoma. And he is committed to, quote unquote, putting God back in schools. Now, yeah. don't you know, you know how when Democrats don't like something, they want to cancel it. So when they yes. don't like a show rather than change the channel, they want to cancel it. Right, yeah. if you're not if you're not praying at the right altar, I, you're, you're not allowed to exist. You're, yep. you're not allowed to exist. So he's he basically is now the Democrats in Oklahoma are calling for his impeachment because they are saying that he's inciting violence. Because what ends up happening <laughs> now, now, now Oklahoma, right? No, no. So the Democrats <laughs> made a formal request to the speaker because apparently. There was a he put out a meme on libs of TikTok, uh, TikTok whatever that that um, mm-hmm. influence. Right. Yep. And and about sort of the things that were going on in the schools and he changed some of the wording a little bit. So a lot of the people in Oklahoma were angry and started calling in bomb threats to the schools. Now, I realize that that's wrong and they shouldn't do that. But I have two points here. There are people that are fighting back. But when you fight back, like we, like we talked about last week with Chairman Eager, good yeah. people don't want to step forward. Because they're going to be intimidated or they're going to be laden with lawsuits and they're going to go bankrupt defending them. But here's here's the other issue. Now you have all these Democrats, whether it's in Oklahoma and I want to talk about Ryan Walters in a second, but in Oklahoma and elsewhere that are, oh, my God, the violence and the violence. Where do you think the violence, the political violence became okay under Obama? It became okay after George Floyd. It Political violence became okay in this country, and it shouldn't be okay, by the way. Let's be clear for the record. I am not advocating political violence is okay. Violence in the name of politics is not okay. But mm-hmm. political violence, the facts are, ladies and gentlemen, political violence became okay during the Obama years, during George Floyd, during the Ferguson riots, during yep. Black Lives Matter in the summer of 2020 when it was a mostly peaceful gathering when half the city burned. Tell me, yeah, talk to David Dorn's widow, the retired or off-duty cop Mm -hmm. in St. Louis, who was just guarding a friend's store that got shot by the mob, right? Political violence, folks, became okay then. Now, when you have even threats going on because people are angry, and now they're allowed to unleash their anger, thank you, President Obama, right? Now it's an issue because it threatens them. Again, we come back to being hoisted on your own petard let's yep. say you
1: well it, additionally I, unfortunately i question whether or not those bomb threats actually came from the democrats or people who are uh y- you know mad about what's happening we've seen repeatedly now that the uh, that some of these attacks or these threats are actually hoaxes by the very people who are claiming victimhood? So, how many people now? You know the well, whole. That's Gretchen, interesting. Remember, that's interesting, right? Remember yeah. the the Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Uh, the kidnapping of Gretchen Whitmer was crazy right winger Trump MAGA people, and it turned out it was actually mostly like CIA and cops who well, were it wasn't encouraging CIA. It, was, it. It was, it
0: was, it was FBI.
1: Oh, and, FBI, and um, and local police who were actually uh, encouraging way, it,
0: it. It was FBI informants, by the way. It wasn't, to my knowledge, actual members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. But okay. they were um, same same. But thing it was we're basically entrapment.
1: Exactly. It, it, was, it basically, was basically you, entrapment.
0: You know, I would like to believe you're wrong, but I I can't prove it. And part of all me all over. I, All over the country, Robert,
1: we're seeing we're seeing racial slurs that are written on the sides of buildings. And it turns out it was a black person who was just didn't think they were getting attention. People faking, you know, the Jussie Smollett's of the world. Right. Right. We we have so little racism. We have to get black people to fake beating us up in a sub zero temperatures in Chicago and call it MAGA country. You know, like I I, 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 unfortunately, I. I now question whether or not those threats are even valid. So, I don't Interesting. know, Interesting. I don't Could know. Could be.
0: Yeah. All right, we are getting the high sign from Lord Benjamin yet again. By how time flies, Erica, it's when we're flying. having fun. Man, it is flying. Folks, you are listening to Robert Chernin and-
1: Erica Reddick.
0: The lovely Erica Reddick. We'll be back. America came into being based on a shared belief and a common set of values. Unlike other nations that were bound together based on common ancestry, race, or caste, we came into being based on a simple and shared set of ideals. That the power of government is based on the consent of the governed. That life, the freedom to live life on our own terms and our own way free from government interference and liberty, our most precious value and the pursuit of happiness, which means we are free to pursue that which we choose with the knowledge and courage to know that nothing is guaranteed to us in this life. Those values, America was founded on these basic inalienable rights. Freedom to pray to God in our own way, freedom to think and speak freely without fear of punishment or harm, and freedom to gather in our places of worship and in our local taverns and freedom to defend ourselves, our families, our homes, and our neighbors as we see fit. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is dedicated to protecting American exceptionalism anywhere and everywhere it is threatened. ASIC is a 501 c and depends on your tax-deductible donations. Please help us continue our fight.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Of The People with Robert Chernin. I'm Erica Reddick, co-host, and we've got a special guest joining us for this segment today. We've got our producer, Lord Benjamin Reddick with me. Say hi, everybody. How you doing?
3: What's going on?
1: It's so thanks for coming on and, and filling in today. Uh you, you know, for Robert for this segment, Benjamin. We're gonna be talking about government overreach. And I thought, who better to do the monologue with me than my partner in crime and co author of, of the book Reasons to Trust the Government? Now, for for those of you who have been following me, uh, following my podcast, Generally Irritable, or Of The People for any length of time, uh, Benjamin and I wrote a, a book. And and it it, it it is a joke book, it's satirical. It's called Reasons to Trust the Government. I've got it in my background over here. And the truth is, y'all, it's blank, okay? So it's a joke book. <laughs> the idea, the point is that there are no reasons to trust Absolutely the government. Absolutely none. And when we were getting ready to to record the show with Robert and we're having these conversations about uh you know teachers transitioning kids and not telling the parents actively hiding it from kids uh, you know from the parents and then Sexually explicit material being made available in the libraries. uh You know, I feel like this is just another reason not to trust the
3: government. No, it's a, they keep giving it. They just keep adding more reasons. You know, I, um, you said something interesting. You said the book is a joke book, but what is a joke in clown world? The truth, <laughs> sage, sage, like wisdom,
1: Oh my God, right. it's Chad
3: Honkler. It's Chad Honkler. Uh, um, so so the, the thing that's interesting is I just came from a prostate awareness, a prostate uh, cancer awareness deal for, for men. And it was talking mm. about a bunch of different uh, cancer uh, medications and treatments. and It okay. was interesting because this had nothing to do with anything political, right? And mm. um, it was a really focused on black men because we don't, often seem to talk about our health that much, as much okay. as we should. It's not It's not uh, family knowledge. And one of the funny things was some of the drugs I've heard come up in relation to uh, children and transitioning and whatnot came up during this cancer conversation from with these professional medical individuals, and they're talking about how these different medications or different drugs that are used for totally different things can be cancer causing. So I found that to be interesting. I was like I was shocked. Like oh we're, we're prescribing children drugs that were never intended to do mm-hmm. the things that they're doing and we're like super- Lupron. Correct. And they're saying these things some of these drugs can, can be, you know, cancer causing. So wow.
1: So so we're literally Th- these schools these government run schools as yep. gov- as robert always likes to point out they're not yeah. public schools they're government run schools reasons to trust the government um they're giving cancer causing drugs to these kids without yeah. parental consent. Well, well, let
3: me, where are, the, where, where are my oat brand, uh, you know, patchouli, you know, uh, inhaling individuals at? Where do all the organic <laughs> soy latte people go? I, I'm just trying to understand, you know, the thing is about people being being real and, and honest and, and, and authentic. Why does it take so? why are so many chemicals and foreign objects being introduced to the, to the bodies to, in order to, for you to be your authentic self? Just I just well, think that's a weird thought, not to mention just this the health risk of all these drugs. We're dosing people with drugs. Under normal circumstances, mm. you're being inundated with chemicals right all day long. And all the food stuff everything up
1: in our food correct. and the and the hormones and meats exactly. And, you know, we don't want that. We don't want GMOs. Mm. You know, we don't want genetically modified organisms in our food or genetically modified
3: corn. Now, there's a lack of consistency. And p- it's because people are trusting whatever the government is telling them, what some some person in a lab coat said on the Internet. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's wisdom. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure if you've been paying attention to the last two to three years, a lot of these fools don't know what they're talking about. I don't know why you're trusting well, them. Implicitly, you should never do that. There's no good especially, reason to do
1: that. I especially like, especially if you are black or non-white. Very how many, how many government-run programs that were supposed to be great for black people, yeah. you know, turned out to be yeah. forced sterilization? Correct. The Tuskegee experiments. What, look,
3: the, what's the government's plan for Hawaii right now? Sounds like. I'm just saying, for native Hawaiians, uh, we're watching something happen again where a bunch of indigenous people um, are losing land. It doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter why. That doesn't matter to me. What's the plan? Is the plan that's going Mm. to be in place going to restore them? Is it going to put them in a better position? Are they going to be... in a worse position and losing their ancestral home all over again. She doesn't, everyone looks at like, Oh, it's the crisis. Oh, it's the thing that's going on. No, no, that's Mm. stupid. Because if you look at it that way, they're just going to keep manufacturing crises. And I'm, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist here. I'm just being a logical, reasonable person. As they say, communism says the problem with capitalism is that people are greedy and then says, Let's be communist because people aren't greedy. That's it's stupid. You have to Because
1: we can make people not greedy. You
3: you have to look at the end results, as Ibram Kendi likes to talk about. He likes to look in, in, you know, anti racist. (laughs) It's about the end results of an action that determine whether or not it's basically anti racist or good or bad. Well, let's look at the end results of all the government programs that people love so much. Are they benefiting people or are they hurting them?
1: Yeah are we better off for letting the government decide what is best for us? Mm -hmm. When has that ever been true in the history of all time?
3: Yeah. And in the history of all time, when have we ever trusted the government and why are you people starting now?
1: Mm. Hmm. Yeah. What, what has changed all of a sudden now when we used to agree that pharmaceutical companies were a problem. Mm-hmm. We used to agree that pharmaceutical companies were about themselves and, now, and were a problem. And now what
3: are we saying about These... pharmaceutical companies? There goes my hero. <laughs> how did how did we go from the villain song to you know Nickelback? Now
1: they're the savior of everybody and we're going to
3: trust them as they to make, as inject they all of our
1: children. As they exactly. conveniently
3: also make billions. And again, this is not even conspiracy theory. Please, if anybody they're out there has a problem, it. if anybody out there has a problem whatever anything I'm saying, it's all public. Show me evidence that I'm wrong. Just show me, give me, I will pay you money if you can give me evidence of why I should be trusting the government or any of these organizations that we've mentioned today.
1: When you have a hospital administrators literally saying to their staff on camera, right? Because we've seen the video, uh, these prominent gender clinics saying, Oh, if we get them young, they will be patients for life because they have to take hormones. They have massive complications. They get cancers. They literally are looking at gender transitioners as as piggy banks, and here's not thing. as patients and, you might, and people to care for, but piggy banks. And you
3: might not like what she just said, and that's fine. But For anybody out there, I want to ask you a simple question. Is it true? I could care less if your feelings are hurt. I, I don't. I mean, I do care a little bit, but not that much. Um, that's secondary to whether or not it's, it's true. What we just said, without you even doing research, you know it's a fact. Mm. It is a fact. And if it's a fact, you need to look back at people's motivations and say, typically, as Robert likes to put it, follow the money. That's right. Just follow the money. Yep. And start questioning motives. That's all I'm saying. But I think that's all the time we got, right? (laughs) I think think that's it. I think
1: that's a great opening for the show this week, Uh, and I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing more about what Robert's got to say about these topics, what we're going to be covering. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, I think Ted, uh, or n- not Ted, excuse me. Wow. Senator Kennedy, uh, <laughs> is, is, uh, is good. Gonna- is gonna be rival rivaling uh Ben Shapiro's Ooh. reading of WAP. Yeah, he's, so he's throwing that. Uh, Ken- right, Senator Kennedy's reading of uh genderqueer will now rival Ben Shapiro's reading of of wop and uh both will go down in history yeah for sure so ladies and gentlemen you are listening and watching of the people make sure you like share and subscribe if you're listening on the radio tell all your neighbors to tune in if you are watching on the pot uh on social media listening on the podcast yes. make sure to leave us a review Please. and share engage because engage, the, engage. the App. we gotta fight the algorithm y'all everything we'll be right
3: back everything we're doing they don't want to promote including that's the, right. as you say including the keyword so uh that
1: <laughs> that's right all right we'll be back y'all